Welcome to another Pint with Shawnee B. Again, this is a bit of a mad one. We're in uh, Nicaragua, in San Juan del Sur, uh, in the south of the country. And we're in a school up in the hills of San Juan del Sur. And I'm here with the principal of the school. And today's story is really all about what happens when people from the Western world, New York, or one of the big cities, decides to come and live in a remote developing country and do some good with their lives. And I'm really pleased to welcome my guest today, which is Julie Spire. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Nice Um, to be here. Thanks for having me. Julie is a principal of San Juan del Sur Day School, and she's also the head of yoga, and she's the head of swimming, and she's the head of everything, and she came here seven years ago. Yes with her husband and she has three lovely adorable children and, <laughs> it's kind of you <laughs> and, uh, and um, they've done some good with their lives so I want to try and, and uh, hear Julie's story and get some perspective on why they ended up here so what was your what was your um, early life where were you born in uh, I grew up in Cincinnati Ohio okay. and then I was a serious swimmer I swam on the Cincinnati Pepsi Marlins and I earned a full swimming scholarship to Boston University. Okay. And, and did you uh, get close to Olympic status or I would say my junior year in high school was my fastest year and I made senior nationals, but that's one step below Olympic trials. So Very Olympics hard to get. weren't quite in my in my future, but uh, I did love swimming and I took it seriously and I was I was really glad to earn a scholarship to college for it. It's very hard to get into the Olympic swim team in America, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's so yeah. competitive. Oh, yeah. America and China are probably too yeah, hard to get Yeah, it's insane. And so you, so you moved to Boston and So I studied early childhood right. education at Boston University. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I had this fascination with surfing, I think, since the movie Point Break. Right. And I decided <laughs> to put my uh, swimming skills to better use, and I moved out to Hawaii when I graduated college. Ah. Where in Hawaii did you go? I lived on Oahu, and I worked at Duke's Canoe Club, which is a really great bar restaurant on Waikiki Beach, and just started surfing. I did end up teaching as well. I taught in a second-grade classroom, Kalihikai Elementary, which is a real Filipino, off-the-boat sort of neighborhood. So I did a lot of ESL stuff. What's ESL? English as a second language. Okay, okay. And were you seen by your friends or family as like, well, what's she doing that for? Well, three of my college roommates ended up going out there with me for varying lengths of time. And I think Hawaii seemed smart. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) they they understood that one. Uh, Moving to Nicaragua was a little harder for my family to grasp. But Hawaii, I think they got. So were you surfing like every day? Yeah. Yeah, I was in great shape. I would surf you know twice a day most days and yeah. you know i could stay in the water for four hours and i know i lived in just, australia they're addicted to it out there. yeah i mean they even sit out waiting when there's no waves they just sit out chatting on their boards yeah. waiting to see if no i love being in the water and especially hawaii it's just crystal clear and you see the fish and the yeah. coral the, wh- the whales and, yeah i love it and so how, what brought you back to the mainland well, I think I, I just kind of realized I, you know, I, I want to live close to my mom and my dad. And, you know, I was going through a breakup. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to leave Hawaii. And I kind of thought I would go back. But Eventually. then I got to Cincinnati and, you know, I kind of found a really good teaching job at Cincinnati Country Day School. Okay. 
and I just kind of got settled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did a lot of work in Cincinnati when I worked on P&G, yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't walk around Cincinnati without bumping into someone from P&G. Yeah. And then what happened after you went So to then York? after seven years in Cincinnati, I mean, I loved my teaching job. I, I, I taught preschool, kindergarten, first grade, and then I was, you know, an administrator in the, in the house, which is a toddler program, and I really enjoyed that. But I just wasn't feeling very fulfilled. Uh, I was missing, you know, the surfing lifestyle. I, I always, you know, took vacations revolved around surfing. So I, I kept my surfing up, and I just wanted to get back to a, a beach lifestyle, really. I was moving out of one relationship and trying to figure out where I wanted to go next. And I was thinking, oh, Japan has decent surfing. I've always been, since living in Hawaii, I was interested in Japanese culture and yeah. Japanese language. So I thought, oh, I could make some good money and just you know, surf. But then all these Teach English in Japan programs are... They don't let you choose where you're going to be. And then they kind of describe the program and the pay. And I was like, no, forget it. And so I was in New York for this three-day interview and staying with my college roommate and just said, no, well, let's just go out tonight. I'm, I'm not going to go to Japan. And that's where I met my husband at this bar, Swift, in the East Village. She fell for the Irish charm. <laughs> yes, She's I one did. of the American women. Who, yes, it's I a bit did. like, yes, I love you, except her husband's still alive. <laughs> I never saw that movie. You never saw it. you got to watch that movie. Every American movie. I dined off it for I years. Um, so then I had a long he distance. He was a barman, yeah, right? He was, yeah, yeah. Um, so then we had a long distance relationship. I was still teaching in Cincinnati and I would drive to New York every other That's weekend. A long drive. Yeah, you know, but I like driving. Right. And I had this old California police cruiser that I had gotten off of eBay and. You know, I would fly to, you know, 80, 85 miles an hour without yeah. taking a break. I'd be there before, you know, he got off his shift at 3 in the morning, okay. have a few pints, and then spend the weekend with him. And and then um, he told me about his friends who had, like, a summer share in Montauk. So I joined that house, and then, you know, I... I, I surfing's was, good up there. Surfing's great up there. And I love this story about... It's like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to live? I'm not ready to move into with him. I don't want to live in the city... It was uh, the end of the summer, and I said to John as he like dropped me off at Ditch Plains, which is a surf spot up there, you know, I'm going to ask some guys in the water today if anybody wants to rent me their house for cheap, you know? So literally, I, was, I caught a really good wave, and this one guy said, hey, that was a great wave. Where'd you learn to surf? Or where are you from? Mm. I said, Cincinnati. He's like, this girl learned to surf in Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm like, no, I didn't learn to yeah. surf in Cincinnati, but he started up the conversation and I said by any chance do you guys know anybody who would want to rent their house for kind of cheap for the winter you know and um, you know I would take good care of it and the guy like calls across to the next guy hey Joe you want to rent your house out to this girl for the for the you know winter and he was like yeah in the days before Airbnb exactly <laughs> so I got this like five bedroom house wow. with a half pipe skate ramp and a swimming pool that they like kept water in until midwinter and it was $500 a month. And wow. so I stayed there, and John would come back and forth from the city. And I surfed up till Thanksgiving and realized I really don't like wetsuit surfing. <laughs> and the dark water. And, yeah, it's spooky. <laughs> so really in my head, I was already, come on, John, let's, let's move someplace warm where we can surf every day. Yeah. And 
So we started talking so about it. So was John it. getting in the, because I got into that whole, oh, New York is just getting in on me. Was he getting into yeah, that? Place? Yeah, I think he was ready. You know, he had, right. he had been there for 21 years. And wow. when we, the very first night we met, he had just gotten back from Mexico. And I had just gotten back from Hawaii. And our conversation kind of started about warm beach here. locations and stuff. So our, like our first few dates, we talked a lot about that. And how did Nicaragua pop up? We were we both had decided let's move. So then we right. were just kind of researching and, and asking people and separately like one night at the bar someone was, you know, singing the praises of Nicaragua and San Juan del Sur and then a friend of mine who I had done a yoga teacher training with in Bali, she said, you know, I've been hearing really good things about San Juan del Sur, Nicaragua, you should check that out. Mm. So then John and I both like and that was like within a week of each other that someone told him and okay. my friend told me and so both of us you know, we're like, oh, well, what about it's cosmic? Yes, what about San Juan del Sur, Nicaragua? And so we started talking about that. And had you ever been here before? No. Right. So, no. so what was your first? So you came down for a look see. We came down, yeah, for Christmas, New Year's with John's fam- some of John's family, mm-hmm. and he thought it was a dump. And I had just been in Indonesia, so I thought, oh, this is a nice little town, you know. Mm-hmm. And John kept thinking, this place is a dump, you know, these well, I shacks. Live, I lived for about 10 years in Asia, and, uh, you know, the vibe I get off San Juan is uh, very much like what I imagine, say, Thailand was like in the 70s or something, yeah. you know. When I was driving in, I was like, is there anything here apart from maybe some of the cars that tell me it's not 1970? Because there's no brands, there's no, no. American brands have come in they probably in Managua and the big cities, but certainly not out here. No. There's no big supermarkets and there's no, no flash petrol stations. No. And it's all very... And God knows what it was like 10 years ago. Yeah. 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 Um, so he thought it was a dump. You kind of liked it. Yeah, I liked it right off. Mm. And by the end of the trip, he liked it. I think for him, it was really his first time in a developing country. The so difference between was... those sort of saying, I like a place and then really making a conscious decision as a couple to go, let's go live there, was difficult. No, no, I think we were both excited, right? You know, just the thought, the change, the, the prospect of an adventure. You know, as hardships have come up over the years, he'll sometimes go, why did you make this move here? <laughs> you know, and kind of put the blame on me. Yeah. But it, Men do that. But yeah, I'm like, I didn't make you move here. We, that was a, you know, yeah. mutual decision. And so when did the idea that you were going to do <clears throat> something like massive like setting up this school we're actually um, <clears throat> having the podcast in the school which is, a, is, is up a long drive through an estate an organic farm estate mm-hmm. in Galas Nuves and it's at the top of a hill and it's, it's two little buildings we're in one of the little school rooms here what made you um, think not only are we going to move there but we're going to do some good and we're going to set up I wasn't exactly sure what we would do once we got here um and it became really clear there were more expat families here with children, and there wasn't a decent, you know, international or English school. You know, your options were limited to the Catholic school, which is overcrowded and underfunded, and then the public school, which is really overcrowded and yeah, underfunded. Yeah. Um, and so just talking to some of the expat mothers that I met in the first few weeks we were here, I mean... I, our adventure down here also kind of pointed very clearly that our first imaginings and our first plan was not going to happen. We drove down with a truck and a trailer right. with the intention of parking this trailer From where? At, at Playa Coco. 
Uh, we left from Cincinnati. So you drove through Mexico and then through... With a 31-foot trailer <laughs> and, a, and a three-month-old. And um, it was highly stressful. Two, we took two months. You can do it in like three weeks pretty comfortably. And, and again, we're talking before Google Maps. And yes. So we, had- I did it on a AAA tick, trip tick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the day we got to Nicaragua... Uh, we kind of drove into Leon and there was a big political demonstration and hundreds of school buses filled with drunken Sandinistas. And finally the traffic starts moving and a bus coming from the other direction loses its brakes and swerves into our lane and totals our truck and knocks us off the road, jackknifes the trailer. You know, and I just remember like it being in slow motion. Thankfully we were going slow enough that we were fine. The truck was totaled. But I just remember seeing the driver's face, and he took his hands off the steering wheel and threw his hands up and kind of shrugged his shoulders and looked at me like, sorry. And I just looked at him like, no, no, you know, everything no goes in, I was in a crash. Everything goes in slow motion. You remember um, every little piece of Oh, it. I was just... And, and we were on the side of the road, and the sun was setting, and the volcano San Cristobal was erupting for the first time in years. And it was just this... I was questioning everything. Why, what have I done? Yeah. Why, why are we here? He was like, Julie, you know what? You, you and Anya, the baby, Anya, our do- seven-year-old daughter, who was, you know, four months at the time, he's like, you get on an airplane tomorrow, head back. I'll sell everything, figure it out. We'll, we'll start over. And I was thinking that for like the first three days as we were wow. trying to sort out this accident and insurance and this and that. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, no, I'm here. Right. There's a reason I'm here. I got to see it through. And even though, you know, some of the signs were like, <laughs> What are you doing? Don't do it. You know, I, we were very persistent so you and had to get stubborn. A new truck. Thankfully, we had insurance, and they okay. they they covered the loss of the truck. Right. And then I, you know, I said, "Well, can I keep it?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're not going to take it." And Nicaraguans will fix anything. Yeah. And they fixed it, and we drove so it and imported cars. it for less than okay. you know. So we actually kind of did fine on the deal. Yeah. And then we were able to sell sell the trailer, you know, for more than we paid for it because okay. you can never find anything like that here and it yeah. sold it to a shrimp farmer up north that uses it as his office <laughs> on the shrimp farm and so it ended up being okay. And when you arrived in in eventually arrived in San Juan, did you have a place worked out where you're going to live or Well, our we had intended on parking the trailer on some land um, that John's oh, okay. cousin had bought okay. when we were here that previous trip. Right. But the roads were so washed out that there was no way we would have ever been able to get the trailer there. I mean, even in a small car that had four by four, it was really difficult to, to get there. Yeah. So we, you know, that went out the window and we sold it. So then we rented a house right on the beach on the north end of the bay, which we just loved and it had a separate air, little house in the back that I used as the classrooms. And then it this was like the first iteration of the this, school. Yeah, which was really easy. You know, I ran it four days a week, eight to twelve, and it was like I had two and two to four year olds. And were they mainly expat kids that you were teaching? Initially, well, yeah. it's I've always had a good number of one expat parent and one Nicaraguan parent, right. and most of we had like three expat kids and four of these blended families. We started off with six students and just kind of had those rooms that were part of our house, you know, and we were paying the rent for that house anyway, yeah. and, and that worked out perfect. That was very much not stressful. Um, and were you making money, or was it just... No, it was just, I mean, covering expenses, covering basically. Expenses. When did you decide to jump to, and where did you get the funds? Like, did the well, government help you? No, nobody's helped us. Nobody's helped you. I didn't <laughs> in the, think in so. The, in the last year or so, we've started doing some fundraising, but it's just, you know, developed organically, 
we moved out of that location across the street to a bigger space. The kids grew, you know, parents wanted more. Okay, so we're just going to keep growing with these oldest students. So I hired a teacher, and so I would teach in the morning, and then I had an afternoon teacher that did the afternoon so that I could maintain my quality of life, which was working part-time. That's gone out the window. You know, we've grown from six students to 65 kids enrolled in the school now. And I'm here from eight to four every day now. Right. You know, How many other teachers have you got? We have well, we have fifteen staff members, seven okay. seven lead teachers, three assistant teachers, and then we have, you know, the bus driver, the janitor, um, the kitchen cook. Okay. So we so, all get food as well. Yeah, we okay. do snack and lunch and snack. And, and so this building that we're in, like how does it for people who are listening who have got this dream, you know, you I can I can imagine buying a reasonably big house and converting two rooms into a school but like when you make the jump into the real this is a proper school I'm sitting in right now yeah. how does how does that manifest like how, well, how do you get there patience I think establishing myself this land we've got over 30 acres behind us mm. that go to the ridge line over there and we did a big fundraising push and we we raised about $45,000 who did you get the money from Private, just private donors. Right. There's another organization called Escuela Adelante, which is growing itself here in San Juan, whose mission is to make a high-quality English education accessible yeah. to more students. So they had promised, you know, a significant chunk. Um, they also helped fund our scholarship program, but in the end, we didn't raise nearly enough to build the building. So Finca Las Nubes generously built it for us and okay. we rent it back. We rent it off of them. And Finkelas Nuves is like, is it an organic farming thing? Is yeah. Primary? Okay. yeah. And they have a coffee farm up north. And so he, we started talking about it years ago. Mm. Um, and he, he had offered several times, well, he had offered years ago a small piece of property down right near the main road and and I, I wasn't feeling ready, and I didn't feel like that was the right spot because my vision is to have you know preschool through twelfth grade with yes. playing fields, and you know have a, a really great high quality international English school. So years went on, and I kind of went to him again, realized I'm losing the lease on this place we're renting. It's time to find our forever yeah. home, and at that time he's he offered this 30 acres and said, we can do it up here. So then we did some fundraising. We, we raised some money, but not enough to build it. You know, How are the Department of Education here about all this? We've just earned our accreditation. That was a long process. Right. Um, and and it's, we're still figuring out what requirements that looks like. Were they helpful? Like. No, 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 no. You're helpful. a threat. Not a, a threat. They're very resistance of foreigners coming yeah, and establishing sure. schools here. You know, yeah, Nicaragua yeah. is a socialist, yeah. uh, Christian. Yeah. It, it, it's all who you know here, and I think I, I've met the right people through the years and, and had the right people helping me yeah. um, submit our application this time. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty incredible that... But you're still fundraising, yeah? We were going to need to build another building, okay. you know, sooner rather than later. And how does one, if, if anyone listening wants to contribute, how do we do that? You can go to our website. It's okay. www.sanjuandelcerdayschool.com. Okay. And there's a 
uh, link on there for contributions. What do you need? Well, anything. you know, anything, everything. Right. Okay. You know. How much does it cost, like, for example, to put, like, a, a local kid through your school? So to, to fund a student for one year is uh, about $3,000. Okay, okay. Well, anyone with $3,000, go to www.samwandelsourdayschool. Those of us in advertising would probably suggest shortening the website. <laughs> <laughs> and contribute so what's the future then up for it so you're going to build another your your vision is still intact you have the land you're going to build the middle school next yeah. and then the high school okay clear out the soccer field and you know i'm having been a competitive swimmer i would love at some point you know to see a competitive swimming pool built and it doesn't even have to be up here somewhere in town anywhere yeah. i just you know this we get our first nicaraguan gold yeah there's no there i don't even think there's <laughs> no, ever I, been a nicaraguan swimmer um, you talked to the, you talked to the top of the of our discussion about when you were uh, in Hawaii and, and, and looking about where you were going to go with your life about this idea of fulfillment and that you didn't feel fulfilled. Do you feel that this now, as this dream has taken shape and now has become reality, that this this fulfillment you were looking Absolutely. for? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And how does your I, husband I, go with it? Is 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 it, is it still the team and your? Yeah, he's inc- he's incredibly supportive. You yeah. know, like. He found it with me, you know, he's, he's my partner in yeah. life and in business and he definitely instrumental on a daily basis of, of yeah. you know, just keeping me calm and, and helping, you know, helping it seem like it's not all on me. Yeah. Um, cause it is, it, it's a, it's, uh, it's so fulfilling and rewarding and it is a huge responsibility when I look around and, and see all of these students and families who are loving the school and and I just want to make sure that we can sustain it and yeah. maintain it and keep it growing in the right direction you right. know it, it is a heavy responsibility Certainly. you know it's, it's funny a, it's like when I moved here I thought I would just do yoga and you know do be a surf instructor yeah I was looking to unload responsibility and yeah. declutter yeah and I and just the way things have unfolded it's like that's not what I meant to do I meant to have a lot of clutter yeah. <laughs> a lot of responsibility but particularly with three children on the day of seven as well I mean to take on that looking back what what, what would you advise your younger self or anyone who who's listening who has a dream to maybe chuck it all and go and live somewhere else what, what sort of thoughts have you got? I mean I wouldn't change anything right you know I am where apart I am apart from the little crash on the way in even that okay. that was like a sign from the universe yeah. that you're not supposed to live in a trailer on the beach you're supposed oh, to do something else okay. you know this plan, this plan you had is not the yeah. right one right um, and so I guess you know it's just faith mm-hmm. you know sometimes when these huge obstacles and challenges arise you just have to kind of keep mucking through and you you know and, and you get there and and then you go back and then was you get there, there. The, was there a goal though <laughs> or was did the goal if it sounds like the goal developed the goal developed yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean I, I i wasn't so ambitious or confident that would that you this be surprised was would you be surprised you're, you know, seven years ago to be looking at what you... Oh, yeah. 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 I'm kind of proud, I'm sure. Yeah. Did you, did you think you'd have that in you? No. Great, No, I mean, I, I think a lot, like, and I don't mean to be insulting here, but like a lot of teachers, you know, I became a teacher, I loved working with kids, and I wanted my summers off, <laughs> you know? Like, 
I did, not become, I did not become a teacher because I wanted to own a business and, yeah. you know, employ 15 people yeah. and have, you know, 65 children who look to me for guidance. And obviously that's what I'm meant to be doing. And, and I do find a lot of joy and satisfaction in it. And I find it extremely heavy at times, yeah. you know. Yeah. But on those days when I do get to go surfing and just hang out in the ocean and hang out with my kids on the beach, I know I'm in the right place and doing the right things. And I love the quality of life that my kids have. You know, they just great, brilliant. Julie Spire, thank you so much for taking the time out today to uh, to talk to me on a pint with Shawnee B. It's been an amazing uh, journey you've been on, and I love coming and listening to people who've just, you know gone to hell did and gone you know taken on and challenged like you've taken on and it's amazing just seeing the fruits of your of your labor and uh, anyone who's listening who's got a few bob to spend get on that website any every little helps and uh, i hope to keep next time i'm in nicaragua come and see the new school and uh, all of the uh, playing fields i hope you've seen exactly so thank, thank you, you it's very a pleasure much. thank you, thank you. okay <laughs>